0: We are going to talk about the Rio Olympics because 100 days from now, the Rio Olympics will open, the flame will be lit, and on we go to all the competitions that you'll be sitting in front of your TV watching night after night after night, day after day after day. That's what we do every time, every four years, every every two years, really. But at the same time, around this time, maybe a couple months, three months, four months out from seems like every Olympics now we start hearing reports of disasters that are awaiting to befall wherever the games are going to be held. We heard that Beijing was going to be just a catastrophe. We heard that Sochi was a mess, a $50 billion meltdown. We heard London and Athens were going to be sites for terrorist attacks. We we heard all kinds of worries that Vancouver wasn't going to pull things together. Now, we know that in every one of those cases... At least by appearances, they seem to work. Yet even by that loose baseline where we hear the gloom and doom and then see something positive, seemingly positive come from it, we are hearing a lot, even it seems to me anyway, more than the usual about Rio. There are fears of rampant crime. There is the Zika virus. There are bridges collapsing and people dying. There are facilities not finished. There's human waste floating in the boating and the rowing venues. So is this simply business as usual in the modern day when we have lots of coverage and not much to write and talk about leading up to this? Or is there something more? Well, to discuss this. Kevin Walmsley is the academic vice president and provost of St. Fr- Francis Xavier University, but he was a longtime professor at Western, where he established himself as the world's leading expert on the Olympic Games. He joins me now. Kevin, how are you tonight?
1: I'm pretty good, thank
0: you. Thanks for doing this tonight. Um, when we get to this point, it seems, as I say, every, every Olympic cycle, we get to the point where it sounds as though things are going to be catastrophic. They don't always turn out that way, but why does this always happen? Is it just nothing else to write about?
1: Well, these are, uh, these are huge events. And so they're they literally taking seven years to prepare, uh, and there's always a lead-up. Uh, the Olympic Games have been uh, hyped more than any other cultural activity Since the mid 1980s, and so there's a a great deal of expectations in the years leading up. And you're right; it does make for a lot of great print copy. But at the same time, um, billions of dollars are at stake, and um, you know it takes doesn't take too much to get people fired up. Uh, But honestly, if you've got 11 people killed in a construction project um, at any time of the year, then people are going to be concerned
0: absolutely uh, so there are
1: some unique factors that are uh, occurring in in brazil that that haven't happened before um and i think you know the the most interesting part of it is we're normally talking about the billions and billions of dollars the host country is spending and none of the headlines in the last week have said anything about that
0: to the contrary are they not talking more about the fact that they don't have the money to spend on this
1: Well, they're talking about the big scandal going on in Brazilian politics right now. They're talking about the Zika virus. Uh, They're talking about the metro train not being ready. They're talking about the polluted water. Uh, But not much mention of the, you know, $50 billion, $75 billion being spent on the Games Mm. in the first place.
0: You talk about the size, that this is such an enormous event, no matter where the Olympics are now. Is it now a... For this one, for this particular Games, is this a size of the Games event or is this a Brazil story because they're just coming off the World Cup and spent tens of billions of dollars on the World Cup of Soccer just two years ago and now this? Is it just too much for one country to handle?
1: Well, I think it's because of the things that were going on in Brazil even before the World Cup. I mean, there were financial difficulties, uh, building facilities was a huge problem. Um, And security uh, was a huge problem. But uh, with the Olympic venues, uh, as usual, um, they've got um, 80,000 troops ready, um, spending a lot of money to to counteract terrorism. Um, It's going to be a very enclosed armed camp like it usually is. And so uh, I don't think that's going to be a major issue with respect to crime anyway.
0: Off the top, as I was introducing it, I, uh, introducing this segment, I, I, one of the things I said was that when this is all said and done, when the Olympics are finally, when they get going, we saw this especially, I think, in Vancouver because it was closest to home. When things get going, we seem to be filled with this great Olympic spirit and everyone's happy and then we get to the end and it seemed like everything was perfect and we don't necessarily stick around to know what happens after, but is that really what is the case that have, that ultimately in almost every games things do turn out just fine or is that the image that we are presented with but there's an awful lot churning under the surface
1: well there's a lot of distraction at play i mean uh, let's take beijing for example when they were awarded the games uh, people said okay now we're going to focus on human rights abuses in china um Either we're going to have a great opportunity to protest now, and the world's going to pay attention, or the Olympic Games are so great that they're going to uh, decrease human rights abuses in China. And what happens when we get up to the Games? One sign gets unfurled from a tower. The world isn't talking about human rights. They're saying, I want to see the track and field of that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, you know what? Everything happens. Everything becomes sanitized for 16 days and we forget about all of the major issues that we're, we're talking about leading up to the Games.
0: But you are someone who has studied this extensively. Are, do those issues actually in any way generally get resolved, or do we just forget about them?
1: Well, I think, let's take Vancouver for an example. Uh, Aboriginal land rights were a huge issue leading up to the Games, uh, and so... We uh, get permission to hold the games on traditional native lands. We include Aboriginal people in the opening and closing ceremonies. Have any of the problems changed? Well, not at all. We probably made things a little bit worse with the use of the land and, uh, and some of the uh, lack of environmental concern, the issues uh, raised by First Nations people in British Columbia. And uh, did the problem go away? Absolutely not.
0: Again, you are bang on with what you said right off the bat about how this is the most hugely covered. It's just such an enormous event. And TV networks, whoever's covering it, pay hundreds of millions of dollars for the rights to show these games and to do exactly what I think what you just described, which is to distract us from some of the other things. Is it the TV network's responsibility who is covering it, the rights holder, to bring these issues and keep reminding us? Or is it their privilege and their right to just say, no, no, we're, we're only here to sanitize this and make this as exciting and fun of games as possible?
1: Well, I think that, uh, to be fair, the only TV uh, companies who in, in, intend outwardly or explicitly to be a part of the public good are the publicly funded uh, television stations. I mean, I don't think ABC, NBC... Uh, even CTV in Canada or global would say um, that we're nothing about entertainment. You know, I think the, that the, uh, the the onus is probably upon other bodies like journalists or academics or uh, the average person, a parent, to say, you know what, it's very interesting that uh, these events are going on. Have you ever considered how much this event costs?
0: Hmm. So or, let's
1: introduce just a little bit of critical thinking into our lives, just a little bit from time to time.
0: But do you, uh, Kevin? Do you think that that's what people really want, though? Once they sit down on their couch with their popcorn and their beer to watch the Olympics, are do you get the sense that people are really wanting to be hit with reality, or is the whole point of it to be a distraction?
1: No, because your your previous question said who's responsible,
0: right? Right.
1: And so, so the average person, um, you and I included. We like to be entertained. So when the, when the hype comes up, uh, we want to see Usain Bolt win again. Mm. Uh, you know, we remember the last time we're all excited about it. We've worked all week. We want to sit in the chair. We want to see something great. We want to be entertained. And, you know, for, for a lot of people, that's great. Um, but I would say, you know, uh, when you're getting to the, the 10th day, the 11th day, maybe you've, you've had enough
0: we have seen uh, there there are websites out there right now uh the one for athens strikes me in particular and i think also for uh, um in yugoslavia um um i can't remember the, the where the olympics were where we've seen facilities now that years after the olympics are over are abandoned or run down or derelict should the Olymp- should the ioc start considering doing something different should the ioc be putting into plan or considering having host cities doing it more than once to essentially force those places if they're going to make a bid to keep the facilities up and running and in good shape? Because it seems like in so many of these places, they end up just being a waste.
1: Well, that's true. Um, some places have been some well-used, well uh, built it into their sort of uh, cityscape of uh, usable facilities, and, and others have fallen by the wayside because of their location or their size. Uh, like Sydney and Athens are and, and Beijing, uh, to be fair, are uh, cases where the facilities just aren't used, and this costs so much money uh, to manage them. Um, but to be fair, again, the, the IOC has turned its bidding processes to be a little more responsible and is considering more um, environmentally friendly, smaller-scale facilities uh, that can be knocked down after the games. And so that's being bid into the bid processes. So that's that's something that's changed in the last 10 years.
0: Do you believe, I mean, we've heard millions of things over the years of IOC, and and sometimes the word, the letters IOC in a lot of people's minds now with everything that's happened is almost a, a dirty word. Do you think it's headed in the right direction, the organization of the, of the Olympics?
1: Well, I think that uh, the IOC has been asking some better questions hmm. uh, since the end of the Samaranch reign. Uh, there wasn't much opportunity for social reform during those years, because essentially he was uh, repaying debts and uh, making the games as big and as you know as exciting as possible, and achieved that. Um, and I think that Jacques Roga had taken a few steps in the right directions. Uh, Thomas Bach is seems to be more amenable to feedback, and so uh, hmm. you know the the major issue is the size and the expense. Um, nations just can't handle that and you know what the world economy has been like for the last five or six seven years uh, we have to we have to rethink these kinds of things um, and you know we've been saying this for for 20 25 years now um, but it's with the with the way the economy has been and uh, uh, the way people's uh, People are more interested in um, environmental sustainability and and interested in in their their fellow people with respect to uh, to safety, food security. Um, you know, we're going to be heading in that direction very soon, and and I think the IOC is is taking note of uh, some of the very troubling issues in the world. Finally,
0: Kevin, I got to let you go because we're out of time. But just before I do. Um what we're a hundred days out as we get closer, what do you expect here is going to be the storyline that we're going to be hearing? Is this, is, do you get the sense that we are going to hear louder and louder and louder calls about the human waste in the water and all the problems, or are we going to start hearing that it's getting better and better and better? And we build up to a, an Olympic games where everyone is not thinking about those problems. Which way is this going to go?
1: Well, I think, you know, by the time we get to, uh, to opening day, when the torch arrives, um, Things will be in place. Uh, it's very difficult as a television audience to really know what's going on on the ground, so you're not going to notice a lot of the glitches that take place or a lot of the serious problems that they have. But don't be surprised if the commentators do refer to the water uh, because athletes will speak their minds at the games. And so uh, we'll probably see some of those unique problems uh, for Brazil, as we have with every other game's um, But they just tend to get overshadowed by the Games themselves during that 16 days.
0: Dr. Kevin Walmsley, Olympic expert, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for doing this.
1: My pleasure.